Hello and welcome to What the Hex Creature Feature, where we look at folklore and cryptids. Every Saturday we look at the history of a creature before even describing it and looking at theories of what the creature might be. I'm your host Glenn, and I can't give you the answers to these unexplained things, because I don't know what they are. I'm just here to give you the information to decide for yourself. All research is done as academically as I can, and references are given at the end of the episode. This week's episode is a cryptid episode. We're looking at the squonk. Straight away, this creature sounds like it belongs in an April Fool's episode. Except it isn't. The squonk is an actual cryptid native to Pennsylvania. The history of the squonk dates back to the early 19th century. Beginning as a lumberjack story, it was first recorded in 1910. Here, it was written about in the book Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods, with a few desert and mountain beasts. This book was a 20th century version of a bestiary that looked at some of the creatures lumberjacks in the US have talked about. It's said that the squonk lives in hemlock forests in Pennsylvania. These are forests of eastern hemlock trees that grow a thick canopy. The perfect place for a creature to hide. At the time of writing the book, there was a very real possibility that hemlock forests could forever be gone from Pennsylvania due to overharvesting. Initially, the squonk was said to have lived in high plains, where there was an abundance of desert vegetation. Historically, these areas gradually became swampy and lake-dotted, the squonk never left and was forced to adapt to their changing environment. They don't seem to have changed their diet very much though, because the book notes that the squonk constantly travel around the area looking for food. They aren't nocturnal, but it's suggested that moonlit nights are the best time to find one, since the squonk lays quietly in its home out of fear. The dark isn't enough to hide the squonk though, since it has a distinctive sound which can be heard across the forests they live in. In 1939, Henry Tryon released the book Fearsome Creatures and added to the original writings. He said that the squonk's range is very limited and that many people outside of Pennsylvania had never heard of it. He did say that the squonk was common in Pennsylvania though. He added to the known information about the squonk. He said that they are most active during twilight and dusk hours. It leaves visible evidence of its movements though, meaning that hunters who are good at tracking can find them. But Tryon said that the squonk has a very strange defence mechanism. It can dissolve. The updates retained the moonlit nights as the perfect time to hunt a squonk, but with the addition that these nights should be frosty as well. These nights, they move slowly and can still be heard throughout the forest. Whilst the 1910 book only alludes to encounters with the squonk, the 1939 book has the first printed encounter in it. J.P. Wentling met a squonk near Mont Alto. According to the story, he mimicked the squonk, getting it to hop inside a sack he was carrying. As he was carrying the creature home, the sack began to feel strangely light. Wentling looked into the sack and found only water. The squonk had dissolved itself. 
This story is almost an exact replica of a different story though. In 1926, when the Paul Bunyan stories were published in Paul Bunyan and His Great Blue Ox, one of Paul's friends has an encounter with a squonk. He also mimics the creature, capturing it in a sack and taking it to show his lumberjack friends. By the time he gets it to his friends, the squonk dissolved in the bag. It's suspiciously similar to the story of J.P. Wentley. The squonk doesn't seem to have many eyewitness reports at all. In fact, I only found the two I've gone through. However, the squonk has been given new life in modern pop culture. The band Steely Dan referenced it in Any Major Dude Will Tell You, and the band Genesis has a song named after it. Folklore podcasters are digging up the history of this creature as well, and it's even been made into an enemy in the Final Fantasy series, something that is usually reserved for non-cryptid folklore. The references to it in more recent years have elevated the squonk from arguably the most pathetic of cryptids to as American myths, legends and tall tales an encyclopedia of American folklore puts it, an icon of the awkward, isolated and alone. The biggest thing to come from the squonk's new celebrity is Squonkapalooza. This event takes place in August every year and celebrates the squonk and other creatures featured in Appalachian and Americana folklore. It takes place in Johnstown, Pennsylvania and has entertainment scheduled for the whole day. The squonk has had quite the journey throughout the years, but I've not described it yet. Let's explore that and you may see why this creature has become such an icon in recent years. The squonk lives in Pennsylvania's hemlock forests and are possibly some of the strangest creatures I've covered in my time on this podcast. We haven't described them yet though, so let's do that. The squonk is described as bashful and sad. It has loose, leathery skin that doesn't seem to fit it properly. The skin is warty too, creating quite a look for the creature. But that's not their most defining feature. Remember when I said the squonk can dissolve as a defence mechanism? Well, that's only half of it. They're described as sad, as I've said, but their distinctive sound is actually them crying. The squonk can be heard crying throughout the forest, and when captured will actually cry so hard that it dissolves itself with its tears. Hunters can easily follow a squonk because they cry so much that they leave a trail of tear-stained dirt behind them. After their habitat became a swamp, the squonk had to adapt. Unfortunately for the squonk though, the adaptation only appeared in a very specific way. When the squonk submerges in water, webbing appears only on its left feet. Obviously this adaptation doesn't really help the squonk because it can only really swim in circles. The 1910 book outlining the squonk says that the bottoms of lakes are covered in squonk bones because they could never return to shore and tired themselves out. The reason that moonlit nights are perfect for hunting the squonk 
is because they hide so that they don't accidentally catch a glimpse of themselves in any of the water on the forest floor. Because of the fear, they stare you where they are and could be tracked easily. That's all there is to the squonk. It's a poor, defenceless creature that doesn't have a lot going for it. The squonk is defenceless, but can dissolve itself with tears if it's trapped. Is it real? Well, that's quite an easy answer. Even if the squonk was real, there wouldn't be much evidence of it. It can dissolve, leaving no trace. Even if you take into account the squonk that have drowned, the lakes would need to be searched for the bones. Except there isn't much to go on there. We have no bones, and no evidence of the squonk at all. Which really leads into the other option. The squonk isn't actually real. If the squonk isn't real, it makes sense. There aren't any records of the creature before 1910 where William Cox devoted a whole page to it. It doesn't seem to appear anywhere beforehand at all. If the squonk were to exist, then the information in Cox's book wouldn't be true at all. In the modern day, we have cameras in our pockets. Why don't we have pictures of the squonk? There could be an element of environmental protection to the story. At the time of publishing, forests were being logged on a large scale. Cox could have created the squonk to create a way to protect these forests. It's very unclear why the squonk was written about, especially since it was a creature from the forests of Pennsylvania. However, there's a modern day parallel to the idea of environmental protection. The hemlock forests have an invasive species called the hemlock woolly adelgid, an insect native to East Asia. These insects could cause the hemlock forests of the US to disappear. The parallels are interesting and may be why the squonk is being talked about more in recent years. If anyone plans to go to the hemlock forests of Pennsylvania, don't forget a camera. The squonk could be nearby and any evidence would allow for a deeper discussion on the existence of the creature. The history and description from this week's creature came from two Pen Live articles and the Squonkapalooza website. The theories from this episode came from the previous articles and a true or better article. References and links are posted on social media if you want to take a look. The link tree is available in the episode description so you can go to your preferred social media or listen on your preferred platform. Patreon is still unchanged with a £3 tier if you want to support me but I have nothing to put on there yet. Suggestions, personal stories and corrections can be sent through the email in the episode description too. Next week's episode releases on Wednesday and the next Creature feature releases on Saturday. So hold on until then. <laughs>